0: All right. All right. The honorable judge Cantwell is in session. Look, this is a new podcast idea. It's called Judge Cantwell, right? And what happens is I get two people, they come at me, they're kind of like kind of like your 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 judge Rinders, you know? I can't think of any other thing that matches this thing that I'm talking about. Just kind of like judge rinder, but it's me. And I get two people, but it's kind of light shit. Right. This is not going to be this podcast, this podcast. I'm talking about the TV show Sexy Beasts, the show that stole my podcast name, uh, an original podcast format. But we'll get into that in just a second. Um, no, oh, I'm, I'm, I've just decided right now on the spot because I said all right. And it reminded me of how judges say all rise or the bailiffs say that it's Judge Cantwell. And what I'm going to do is like you and a flatmate come to me. And send in a voice message, tell me each side of the story, and I will weigh up who is the winner. But nothing mad, nothing mad, <laughs> nothing mad like someone has kissed someone else or anything like that. Uh, more kind of like someone ate some something in the fridge, you know. That's the sort of thing that I will judge very harsh. I'll capital bring back fucking capital punishment if I heard, if I heard. I tell you, I, I still haven't gotten over it, I and mean, I bring it up to him all the time. The time my flatmate ate a whole Ben and Jerry's I had in the fridge, and I was looking forward to it. I was looking at when you when you're twenty five, and it's all you have was the fact that you saw Ben and Jerry's was on sale, and it was two euro, and it was or two pound. Was in, was in London, two pound big tub, and I was like, "That's all I have is two pound, and I'm going to get that tub, and I'm going to eat the whole fucking tub, and I'm going to watch the finale of." season three of boardwalk empire isn't it mad the shows that you're like this is the best thing i've ever seen and then just just disappear boardwalk empire that's what that's what hbo very good making you feel like is this great is this great is this the best thing ever and you're like "Uh, no no and it's the sticking power that's the main thing you know um oh my god have you seen fucking what's it uh mr robot Watch season one of Miss Robot. I said this is the be- this is better than Fight Club. I think I said one. I want to point. I said this TV show is better than Fight Club, and then it's like, do you want to watch season two? Not really. <laughs> Why not? I don't know. Couldn't tell you. You have to watch Legion. It's like if Kubrick did X Men. Wow. I was like, oh, sorry. You know. Um, but anyway, I had this tub of Ben and Jerry's. I think it was caramel choo choo, which is not the best Ben and Jerry's. It's not good. It's not even good. The caramel choo choo. You know, I get told that my wife likes eating. I like putting cold stuff in the fridge, right? If there's a brownie, I'll put it in the fridge. I'll eat it out of the fridge. I like it nice and cool, even if it's a cold day. I like my desserts, all my, my desserts, my puddings uh, in in the fridge. You know, I I'd ideally like to keep bread in the fridge, if we're being honest here, you know, which was something I slagged people for until my mom started doing it. And I'm like this nice, soft, cold, um, fluffy. Brennan's is anyway. like I'm just saying. Uh it was a caramel choo choo, which I don't like because yeah, it, it was. Well, you don't want a big because fr- they have the. Fl- what am I talking about? <laughs> I'm so fucking hot in here. Uh, they have those. It's a, like a, a nice ice cream with little caramel swirls in it, but they have these little caramel bites, little Rolos essentially, little Rolos, in it, and they're too hard, and you can't taste them. You know, it's like having you know frozen chocolate chips. Like I can't. All uh, is that ice? Oh, it's chocolate. I couldn't taste it. You know. Uh, I got to tell you, I got to turn you on, though, to the uh, Netflix and chilled. If you've tried the Ben and Jerry's Netflix and chilled, it is. I kept saying, wow, that's all. I just kept eating it and saying, wow, and I'd heard good things. It was recommended on the Doughboys podcast, but it is basically a uh, peanut butter ice cream with a uh, swirly kind of fudge brownie bits in it that are not too hard and um, salted pretzel pieces. And I just kept saying to my wife, wow. I said, wow, it's tasty. It's very good. It's very strong. Um, So I highly recommend that. But it wasn't as good as that. But still, I was looking forward to it so much. And then I went downstairs. It was a hot, hot night. It was a hot night, much like tonight. I had my illegal stream ready, downloaded. I hadn't even, I wasn't streaming. I wasn't going to risk the buffer on this one. I couldn't risk the buffer on it. had it downloaded, went downstairs to my shithole of a kitchen. Just like, just get in, get out. You know what I mean? It's like... um, like Holnambara, you know, that fucking smell. Just get in and get out. Just grab your bits and just get out as fast as you can. Um, So I went in, opened the freezer. It was fucking gone. It was fucking gone. And I wish I had a platform like Judge Cantwell. Uh, I can think of something better. What's a Judge, Judge, Tony, and Sexecutioner. <laughs> um, look, this is just sort of riffing that I do, man. This is me playing jazz, bro. Um yeah, so anyway, that's that's the thing I'm gonna do maybe. <laughs> uh I'm gone I'm gone off the whole this is what I'm gonna do uh rhetoric. Um you know. Like I remember very, very, very sweetly my um my my cousin Omar said to me, He's like, Tony, do you know what you're always saying like? And I think we were like fourteen. And he's like, You know the way you say you're gonna do like this and you're gonna like put on a stage production of uh, Rocky Horror? in the community center and you're going to be Frankenfurt for Earth sometime, and you know the way you say that you're going to release like a kind of a, a geek geek rock album and you're going to learn how to play a Korg synthesizer and you know the way you say that you're going to move to New York and you're going to get an apartment just like Monica's from Friends you know the way you say you're going to do all that stuff and you, and you don't maybe it's to me maybe you just don't maybe you just don't have to say it all the year and I was like you f- and I was so offended I was like you fucking prick you fucking prick I will move to New York and have an apartment like Monica's. Um, you know, but I feel, I, because I, I, I realize now as I get older that, that the, I get, I get an endorphin rush on feeling even adjacent to making a, an ambitious plan like that. Do you know what I mean? Being like, I am this. You know? That's a bad habit that I have. That's the deluded, uh, you know, thing that I have. Anyway, recording this in the middle of a heat wave. <sighs> I tell you, it doesn't feel like a wave. doesn't feel like a little cooey, hello, how you doing? Go here. Ships in the night, kind of wave. Feels like a fucking heat pylon. Like you were little scrawny lads. And was like pylon. You're like I can't breathe. It's like nine lads on you. You're breaking me legs and miles now. You know it doesn't feel like a little wave. And everyone's got their tips. Oh, blast a fan out the window, out the window. <laughs> what for the birds? Cool down the birds. I'm not ri- even if it works. I'm not risking. I'm not risking losing it on this minor. Uh, respite of a a warm breeze blowing on my face with the chance that I'm not you know I can't even risk it (laughs) and people are like oh get just get two big bottles of water freeze them and then put them in front of your fan and then it's like I I, I won't be cold now I'm not I can't don't be telling me shit I can do in a few hours time sorry I know I know you're new here just trying to help don't be saying shit like that you need to give me an immediate solution right now and it needs to be on a scale of literally changing the weather the clouds or something uh, so I'm so, um, lucky I have a fan um, I know my dad listens to this I will give you back your Dyson okay I will um, but the baby dad the baby needs it so bad the baby yeah. you're being such a good granddad because the baby needs it so bad but <laughs> I know I should have given it back to you ages ago uh, anyway other people don't have a fan most people don't have a fan because it's not something you buy it's like a winter jacket you're like no what's the point of getting a winter jacket now I've already worn this denim jacket for three of the coldest months ever my denim jacket, my nipples could cut glass. There's no point in me buying a, a big heavy winter coat now, because by the time I buy it, it's going to be warm. It's the same with buying a fan. Well, I'm not buying a fan. What well, I'm not going to spend 15 euro in Argos, right? I'll just buy it next year. I'll get my use out of it. There's no point in me buying a fan now. I'm just going to have a big plasticky thing, and one of the blades is going to not work, and one of the legs is going to be broken. It's going to be a bit of bro- broken plastic and be flat. No space. There's no space to put a fan. You can't do anything with a fan. You can't even put your clothes over a fan. <laughs> you know, at least if it's an extra chair, you can start draping loads of clothes over it. So I'm really warm. Anyway, I'll tell you how I've been cooling down with some delicious, refreshing Dubliner Irish whiskey cocktails, um, the sponsors of this week's podcast. And you know what, as well, we've been drinking, We uh, well, probably our favorite drink and a very refreshing drink and locale drink is a Japanese highball. And we've been drinking them in solidarity with the Irish squads over the Olympics while the Irish people. Over there in their cardboard beds that apparently actually look quite comfy. Um, They're, um yeah, we're drinking the Japanese highball. What is it? That sounds very complicated and difficult. Japanese, that sounds really hard. What it is is um, a whiskey. So one measure of your Dublin or Irish whiskey topped up in like a pint glass with uh, sparkling water. Cool, sparkling water uh, and a fuckload of lemon. Squeeze a load of lemon in it and lash that in. That's it. And a bit of ice. That's it. They sell them in the can over there, and it's absolutely delicious. And if you want to change the flavour profile of that, you can just change out your Dubliner whiskey. If you want to go for the green label Dubliner, that's got that's from a bourbon cask. That's aged in a bourbon cask. It gives you a bit of sweetness, uh, it gives you a bit of bourbon flavour. If you want to have um, a bit of a kind of old fashioned kind of bitters, kind of orange bitters, you can try their um, their beer cask range uh, uh, old fashioned recipe. Um, they were telling me that they just put a lot of oranges in with the cask. It's delicious. It's phenomenal. Um, you can try the smoke stout. I haven't tried that personally. I actually personally don't know if that'll work. I might actually even advise against that. Look, I'm not going to just spout shy for the sake of it. That might not work. But I'll let you know. And I'll drink it in solidarity, responsibly, over a long period of time, in solidarity with the mighty Irish over at the Olympics uh, and feel like I'm in Japan. I've actually been to Japan. Um, and, yeah, so that's how I've been cooling down and supporting Ireland at the same time. Do you want to do that? support Ireland and cool down at the same time then go to the dld.com you will also need ice and sparkling water but go to the dld.com and get yourself some dublin or irish whiskey uh, or check out at dubliner whiskey on the soch and there's going to be some very exciting things popping up on there very soon but look let's get into what we're talking about today i watched six episodes of a shite <laughs> a dating reality show called sexy beasts for a very uh, just purely based on a ridiculous gimmick uh, did i enjoy it waitelier here uh, on today's episode of the Tony can Well Shit Show. Hello, oh, lovely stuff, lovely stuff there. Um I'm absolutely to in here. no, look, I'm gonna change the topic. Uh, I'm drinking out of a big jug, I'm just fuck fuck the glass. Not cleaning the glass as well. I'll drink it out a fucking jug. Like a naughty doggy. Down from the table. My son at the moment um, is trying to figure out how to drink. He's like a man on an airplane with a drinking problem. You know, he just keeps splashing it in his face. Um, what a gag. What a flick. Anyway. Um, so he keeps um, keeps pouring water. Like, he's, like he just literally, he doesn't know that you kind of sip. He thinks you need to have... You know, a glass parallel with the level of the floor, like tilting, splashing his face and down his chest, and he seems to be, you know, very kind of, you know, to cool himself down, as well. And I found myself being like, "Don't do that. What are you doing? Don't be doing that." And I don't really lay it on very thick with him. Like one time, he full on, like up kicked me, like proper GSP up kicked me in the fucking chin, and you know, and I held his foot, and I was like, "Don't be kicking me," like that. And then he didn't even, he didn't even flinch or make a face or look like he was upset. But then I said, "I'm so sorry," and I gave him a kiss and <laughs> I said I'm so sorry so I mean, he's not going to get the discipline from me you know um, but he was pouring water on himself and I was like don't be doing that you know and then I, how how quick I am to forget that I used to do it all the time I used to do it up to the age of 18 in my masgaff, drink a pint and just pour it on my head on the carpet like a fucking wild man you know and then, be like, and then my mum would be like what are you doing spilling and I was like it's just water <laughs> I'm an asshole I'm an asshole and he's a child, and he's still trying to figure it out. He's just trying to figure out his own dexterity. I knew my own dexterity, you know, um, and I was still doing that. So, um. but anyway, look, let's talk about some other wet beasts. <laughs> Whatever, I haven't, I haven't quite figured out the segue. I watched this show, "Sexy Beasts." Uh, "Sexy Beasts" is a Netflix dating show, a reality show, and I've and I've covered them before on the pod. I've covered "Love Is Blind," which was a show where you had people, insane people. Um, basically go into a house For part of the show is they go into a house the boys are on one side the girls are on the other side and there's a kind of a room that they meet in the middle and they can't see through but they can speak to each other and based on just chatting with people they decide to marry each other and then it sees if they actually go through with the wedding and um, and uh and and it's insane and so much fun you know and part of it is you know you get to understand the people how they are around other men. You get to understand what they actually like, what they say that they like in private, and then what they say they like in, you know. You get to see some people just say, I'm in love with you, and they've had no conversation. They just said, do you like family? I like family. I'm falling in love with you, you know. And then you see them kind of follow through with the wedding. You know, some of them kind of get disappointed by who they see and that sort of stuff. And there's a lot to enjoy in that kind of television. I've watched Too Hot to Handle, which was a kind of a Love Island show where they go and if they kiss or if they engage in any kind of uh, intimacy, uh, they lose points as a jackpot for all of them if they get through. But also then it's peppered in with these kind of like, you know, toxic masculinity workshops on how to best address these emotions on how women can address their angers and frustrations and stuff like that. And it's part of it was this kind of like new agey kind of meditative show and the other was like, how about we just fucking ride and lose all the cash, you know? And that was fun. Um, You know, uh, and there's... I, I, oh, is there any other shows I've done? I've done like, you know, the the uh, Late Late Show Valentine's special, which I'm very excited to do again back when, when people can kind of uh, when they can do that in the studio. And this show should be the perfect Venn diagram for me because it is a Netflix reality dating show. And the other thing is it's an it's the actual name of my other show that I do with Mark Jago called Sexy Beasts, where we look at and review. Um, creatures, cryptid, monsters, things that go bump in the night, mysterious figures, things that may or may not exist, things that currently those uptight zoological societies refuse to acknowledge and put into um, in, into the textbooks. So uh, we do that. And the original premise of that show would, was, what would it be like if you were to date a monster? And that was the show that we felt we could be experts on. Um, so when we saw this, my inbox just oh, fucking blew up, saying this is this is the show. This and and I thought this looks amazing. This is monsters going on dates. What what a, what an interesting spin on the whole thing. Um, and unfortunately, my short review of this is it's not nearly as gas as it sounds. It is, I would say, not even as strong as Blind Date <laughs> in terms of a premise. I, I think it's actually weaker. I think the patter is weaker. It is less funny. It is less. The, the people are not particularly interesting. Look, well, well I suppose I'd Look, I'll get into the whole show. I'll get into the whole show and have me notes right here. Okay, so the premise of this show is not, in fact, Monsters Dating. What it is, is essentially... It's essentially kind of a hybrid of The Bachelor, um, Blind Date, and... That show Face Off, I don't know if you've ever seen that show. It's actually quite good. It's like America's Next Top Model. It's like RuPaul's Drag Race for um, prosthetic makeup artists. And every single week they get a model and they have to come design based on a theme. Like a, like it could be an alien. It could be a weird bug. It could be something to incorporate in nature. It could be a weird tree monster. Me and my wife really enjoyed it. Um, so it's kind of, it's meant to be a mix of all those things. But it doesn't quite... Stick the landing. What was you? I did another show as well. What was that one? That was just people dating, and it was shot like some sort of. It was shot like fucking Master of None, that Netflix show. Anyway, so basically, there is a suitor, and then they have. So there's there is a bachelor or bachelorette, and then three potential suitors, suitorettes. You know, so first up, you have uh, Emma, and everyone is dressed up as a weird monster in some capacity. Although uh, they use the term monster very loosely, because and some of them don't really get, some of them get kind of cute prosthetics, and some of them just get outright grotesque prosthetics, and they do end up being punished for that. But anyway, let's get into it. Um, so Emma comes out. Emma is a 6 foot soul model from New York. She's a devil, but with a joker smile. Um, she literally looks like the devil. She looks like um, Tim Curry in Legend. That sort of face, you know. <laughs> and she's got a little uh, pinchy, pinchy crab chin. Her chin's got a little claw on it. Um, and I actually think she looks fab. I actually do not care. I would have said, Emma, honey, leave it on, I would have said. I think it looks fucking brilliant. And they also give her hair. They don't always give hair. And I realize how important that is in attraction. It, not not necessarily that you need hair for attraction, but I'm saying that when you put hair on something, like Lola Bunny having a bit of hair, that's what, you know, even like, you know, Daisy Duck, she's got a little curls instead of a little tuft, you know. Minnie Mouse has a bow. Something like that to kind of differentiate, to see, like, not not just, you know what I mean? Not just a mouse. <laughs> Does that make sense? Anyway, um, she says she wants to meet a man with a hard shell and a soft center. Sounds like your fucking crab chin. Pinch, pinch. Um, anyway, first we get Bennett. He's a fucking baboon, mate, but he's from America. Um, he says, I like big boobs. I can't control it. I'm hardwired that way, he says. Oddly, he doesn't say something like, you know, it's just my nature. And then bang his chest. That's what I would have done. Then you got Archie, bruv. He's like a statue of Plato, bruv. He's from England somewhere. Plato, mate. More like Plato, Plato fucking chips, bruv. He's a stone man. Anyway. Uh, and he says he, he's waiting on the right person. Um, he says he wants a girl who's natural. You know, beauty is in the brains, bruv. And a big old ass, he says. A big old ass. Um... And he looks like a, he, he kind of he, he looks like the sort of people who pretend to be statues on Grafton Street, you know, um, who I will. This is a hill I will die on. Do not give them money. When you give them money, they move. What you're paying for is for them not to move. You wouldn't pay a busker to stop playing. <laughs> I'm sorry if you are a stone man, uh, but that's just how I feel. And then you've got Adam, Adam from Birmingham, who is an adorable tiny mouse. He's adorable. He looks like an adorable tiny mouse. This is actually probably one of the better makeup uh, makeups I've seen uh, on on this show. He's got this kind of he's this white mouse with a long ponytail and a pink jacket, part of the costume as well as part of it. He looks like a hot mouse. He looks like a mouse I might want. You know, he kind of looks like a bit of a ratchet. You know, from Chippendale kind of vibe, but not nearly as hot. Not nearly as hot. And he wears perfume. He says, "Well, girls wear perfume, uh, because they like the smell. So I'm gonna wear something that they already like. That's a box ticked." And I don't know where in Birmingham he's from. So then they meet. Um, Archie walks in. The Stone Man, bruv. He says, "You look scary, and I look like a god, mate." Which I think is a pretty good opening line, even if you weren't wearing a prosthetics. You look fucking scary, bruv, and I look like a god. What are you drinking? Um. And then you got Brummy uh, Adam, he says, "Why are you single? why are you talking to a fucking mouse right now? Why are you talking to a fucking mouse? Why are you single one? And why are you talking to a fucking mouse, bro?" Um, she says she't really, uh, really was, wasn't really connecting very well uh, with Archie. Um, he was talking a lot about his drinks. Um, so Adam says, "When this is all over, I think we should go to Birmingham, find a dirty pub and get smashed." Um, which I'd I mean, which i say if he was a hot guy saying that, you'd be like, that's fucking, that's weird. But he's a fucking mouse. So it's scary. It's like something out of witches. Um, Archie, she says she's into modeling. Archie the stone man says, yeah, I did modeling. It's pretty easy. I didn't get paid. <laughs> anyway, the mouse is he's trying to explain what banter is. And then you got the baboon. The baboon is saying, Bennett the baboon is saying, I try and be loyal, but there's just so much temptation everywhere. I see a big red ass. And I a Maggie. It's a temptation for me. as a baboon, you know. Um anyway, they um they all think they smashed it. Emma says, You all need to work harder. You didn't you didn't impress me whatsoever. Um then we go back to Sexy Beasts Manor and she has to kick someone out. This is kind of part of the bachelor thing. They're a big fancy house and she has to kick one out. So she has to kind of give a reason. She says, Um uh I can't I don't remember what she says about Archie. She says, uh, Adam, I couldn't get a word in. She says, Bennett, I don't want to fight other girls for you. And then uh, she says, Adam, uh, no, not you, not you, babes. And he goes, your loss, right? Your loss, he's angry about it. And it's insane seeing a mouse, a white mouse with a long ponytail and a pink jacket kick off like this. I've never seen anything like that before. So that's probably something going for this. Um, And he goes, I can't wait for her to see what she's missing out on. And he reveals, and he's actually all right. Not my vibe. Little cutie, though. Little curly, little curly hair. little curly from EastEnders. Um, Then they go for a foot massage. Um, And uh, I wrote here, they must be fucking roasting. I think I was roasting. Um, But the idea of them in full prosthetics, Archie as a stone man and her as like a devil in like a spa. Just, oh. Anyway, their feet are getting absolutely smacked out of it. They're absolutely being lamped out of it, these feet. So they're getting their feet smacked around and Archie's like, I love culture, mate. I fucking love culture. You know culture? I fucking love it, mate. Like, I don't, like, if I go to Italy, like, I don't want to eat a burger, mate. That's what he says. I want to eat pasta. And she's like, well, wow, wow." you know. I love culture. Here I am, I'm a stone man among my people in Italy, bruv. David, me. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm gassed, bruv. The size of your Mickey, me. It's so fucking small, bruv. Um, And then he says, I'm all about intuition, mate. Like this guy I met two weeks ago, bro, he said, guess my age. And I said, 26. And it was 26. (laughs) I was right. So I'm going to keep following my intuition, yeah? And she's like, all right, guess my age. He goes, 21. She goes, yeah. And I was like, wow, he actually has a skill. And then the masseur who's slapping his feet around, she goes, guess my age. And look, I would have said, and I was guessing at the time, I wrote down here 50 right i would have said i would have said 42 and it would have been a big gas joke right and he goes uh, she says what's my age he goes 62 and she goes i'm like 50 55 and he's really you know you look 90 you slag you know why and she's like well, i don't know why he didn't lie i don't know why he didn't lie if he didn't think he get it right Do you know what i mean what you 62 you know She's really. she looked really upset. But the more shit he talks, the more hot I think he is. And not because I think it's hot to talk shit. I think uh, it's just it's probably likely that he is. Um, he's got to have something else going for him. Do you know what I mean? Um, anyway, then Emma and Bennett, the fucking baboon, go to some uh, shit drop place in the middle of fucktown UK. They're all in the UK. Look, this is a UK thing. It's, they got Rob Delaney, who's amazing. And he's funny in this. Not funny enough for Rob Delaney, unfortunately. Um, that's another thing. That's not really funny. You know what I mean? It's not like Come down to Me is very funny. You can watch Come down to Me laugh your ass off, right? Rob Delaney's not really in the pocket with this. It's been a bit... It's very just safe. No one says that to... I mean, they do later on. But, like, you see in this show, it's it can get as risque as you want. You have a panda later on saying, fuck me right here in a panda suit. We'll get onto that in a second. And it's just been it's been very safe. And it's all based in the UK. But they're like, oh, now we go to London. Oh, we brought our couples to London. And you're like, it's based just... Look... Look, I don't have any issue here. Just it's based in London. That's fine. That's fine. I know you're trying to make this seem like, oh, this is an international show. And we just, oh, what happened? in oh, what a coincidence. We're in London again. It just didn't sit right with me. Anyway, they're in the middle of Fucktown, U.S., uh, U.K. And uh, they're on this drop. And then uh, they fall on the drop. It's not interesting. It doesn't look good. And then Bennett is like, when you told me to step up, I thought that was fucking hot. Having a, a red devil. A devil as red as my own ass is a baboon. Tell me to step up was the hottest shit I've ever seen. They get under umbrella. They share a moment. He starts scoring a whole offer. I can't believe he was able to do that. He looks ridiculous. Um, Archie doesn't have a hope. Then they go back to the gaff. She decides on her date. She decides to go with Benit, bruv. She goes, you are my sexy beast. And I'm like, ah, I did the Leo point. It's the name of the show. Um, they share a long hug. Like, so long. Archie's just sitting there crying. You can see he's crying. And it turns out that his heart wasn't fully stone, because he's crying, and a tear is cascading down his face, like, uh, like, like Red Thirteen's father in that part of Final Fantasy Seven. I don't know if you have ever played that. The tear just runs down the stone. You realise he's alive in there. it um, must have. He must. He must have a bit of game. Um, and then uh, Emma uh, reveals herself. We see what they look like, and um, she's a stunner. She's I thought that she had a big long nose underneath that devil's hat and I was into it. Turns out she got a cute little nose <laughs> and she's a stunner. She's 21. So I don't even know if I can say that anymore. But she's a good looking young one. Archie looks like the kind of the really small one from JLS on the really small condom. You know, the mini condom JLS guy They put him on the extra small uh, condom range. They should never have been able to do that. If it was JLS be like, all right, is it ribbed? Then put me on. it. Don't be putting me on one that's small. Do you know what I mean? They should have put the small lad on the uh, like the like the Magnums, the Trojans or something, you know, um, as a joke. Unless he does. I don't know. I don't to talk about his penis anymore. Anyway, um, then Bennett walks out. And you know what? He looks like he looks fucking he looks a bit. He looks like Ross Noble. He looks like a, he looks. He looks like when um, when uh, Ron Perlman played Beast with Linda Hamilton in the Beauty and the Beast TV show where she was a cop and he was a beast. Look up Ron Perlman, Beauty and the Beast. And he's out of his fucking costume. He look pretty, and he actually does look like Prince Adam outside the Beast um, from Beauty and the Beast. Anyway, they score, and some passion. She seems to be mad into him. And I don't know what's going on, because <laughs> I think I'm more attractive than this guy. Um, anyway, he still has eyeliner on. And maybe it's the makeup that's yet to be removed. Um, Anyway, I shouldn't judge him. And that's when I realized this show is shit. <laughs> but anyway, episode two. Um, they seem to also show this intro and it's not really well cut and it doesn't really make the show look very good. Um, all the sound bites they use for the entire season to be like, look at the, the shocking moments to keep you to watch it. It's like the same chat between the panda and the bull. And she's like, are you a geek, a hot geek or a regular geek? You know, um, and it's like, oh, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a hot geek. And she goes, yeah, you are. And like, that's the intro. Um, just that's the that's the in, that's the that's the intro for every episode. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to change it up. That's, see, that's the thing as well. Like, I feel like I, they, you, did, you went as far as doing the prosthetics. Could you not have just done another draft on all the jokes? Could you not have done another draft on all like the edit to make this part? like? That's where you're kind of slipping. And it looks good, you know? And could you not have probed them for different conversations? It seems like they had the masks and then they had nothing else and they didn't think to plan anything else. I'll, I'll talk more about it in a second. Anyway, you get James. James is the bachelor now going for a date. He's a lab technician. He's like a beaver. He's an adorable beaver, but he's actually so buff. He's a body beaver, um, body builder, um, and he's an ass man. I'm an ass man. Pee poopy poopy poop. He poopy poop. He's an ass man. Skinny Malik mal- legs. He's an ass man. Anyway, Amber um is the first girl. She's pretty hot. She looks like a schnapps lady, a pixie lady. Remember, remember the Juderman from the Schnapps ad. Remember the scary Juderman. Looks like something out of uh, Nosferatu, but a cute little pixie. And I'm into it. Uh, Alexis is a leather jacket leopard, and she's in a band. Hello. Hello, Venn diagram of uh, hot things that I like. Anyway, she says, I'm going to make sure that if we kiss, it's a kiss you're going to never forget. Fucking Nala job. Big fucking mm, tongue across the front of your fucking head. I'll never forget it. She licked me fucking head. I'll never forget it. It was a kiss I'll never forget, because it wasn't a kiss. Um... So you got sexy pixie lady, sexy leopard, and then a bald zombie where a fucking face falling off. This is Kamiko, Poor Kamiko. Anyway, now he's on a date with Amber. He goes, what animal am I? And she goes, a cow? And he goes, a cow? And he's like, oh my God, this woman's an idiot. She does not know the difference between a beaver and a cow. And he seems really annoyed. And then she goes, I'm messing. And he goes, I like how she could throw a few jokes at me. <laughs> this guy's really fun then you got Kamiko, and she goes I she's a bald zombie she looks like shit and that's so unfair you've got a hot pixie you've got a hot leopard and a fucking zombie with her jaw missing um, anyway he goes um, I, she goes I like a guy with a bit more edge and he downs a full whiskey and he's like oh that was so rough <laughs> then you got the leopard and um, she's like I'm a singer and he goes can you sing me a song and she goes don't stop cause it feels so good And the fact that she was just happy to sing at the drop of a hat means she's crazy, and I'm kind of into it, and I kind of love it. Kamiko says she wants to meet anyone. She just wants love to happen. She wants to meet people at a bus stop and fall in love. She wants to meet someone in a car park and fall in love. And he's like, that's insane, and I'm into it. We share ideals or something. People are crazy the way they talk to each other. Then he does some beatboxing and freestyling to Amber, and it's shit. And then he goes, I never rapped a day in my life. And I'm like, that's bold. I dig it. Do you know what I mean? He just goes for it. Um, and then he says, ass first, personality second. I don't remember the context. Don't ask, don't tell. <laughs> that means if you don't have an ass, I'm not going to tell you that you can be with me. It's something to do with gays in the military. Um, then, um, yeah, he seems to be very fixated on this whole ass thing. He's like, if you got an ass, then I'm your best friend, essentially. You know, he's like, my he doesn't say this, but he's kind of like alluding to it. Like, my ideal woman, two big fleshy cheeks with a hidden anus in the middle. I don't care if she chats shit. If she's an actual ass, then of course she would. And I'm into that now for some reason. (laughs) Anyway, then he's given all of his um, critiques. He's had all of his kind of the speed round and then he's giving his critiques. And he has, he seems to be leaning very heavily into like what they can improve on, which none of the other people seem to do. He says, um, he says, Alexis, you are so passionate and genuine, but you're too laid back. He goes, Amber, you have an amazing body. You are lively and energetic, but you're too perfect. Tomiko, you are very interesting, and I love all your good qualities. But I am going to have to send you home. <laughs> He's laying it on thick. Um, he says, "I know you'll find the love of your life." And then he says, "I hope, I really hope she's not attractive, because she's going to reveal herself." Oh, I forgot that part—the last part. Yeah, should they reveal themselves to the dates? Um, which I find insane. I just know you're going to look. We had a big connection. I know you're going to find the love of your life. I hope she's fucking but ugly. I hope, for the sake of me not enduring a little disappointment, she is cursed with ugliness the rest of her life. And she's alright. You know, she's alright. She's not bad. And she's acting far hotter than she is, but she's not, not my type. Um, anyway, then they go to an ice sculpting lesson. Um, it's... Am I explaining this right? Anyway, then James, who's still dressed as a giant beaver, a giant bodybuilding beaver, and Amber, who's dressed as a hot schnapps pixie, go to an ice sculpting uh, lesson. And... Um, they have this guy, Nick, who's showing them how to make, like, a clamshell out of ice, out of a block of ice. And James is like, actually, no, I'm not going to make the clamshell. How about we both make a heart and you can tell us which the best one is? So then your man, your man, Nick, is like, yeah, sure, okay, whatever. And then they just start talking. And Nick is just, like, standing next to his clamshell. And he's just standing there. And, like, he didn't think this through. Do you know what I mean? Um, it's, it's kind of making his whole participation on this date obsolete because he's just watching them. And he's not saying anything. you know. And look, I've been there, mate. You know, you get hired to do a gig... The people who book you think you're going to have more stuff to do. And then you're just, all of a sudden, before you know it, standing there, dressed like fucking Phileas Fogg beside a hot air balloon, chatting to influencers. Chatting to the it gals. Being like, hey how you getting on? Are you looking forward to going on your balloon? And they're like, what are you even doing? And I'm like, I don't know. You know? Um, and pardon the pun on the Phileas Fogg thing I just mentioned here, but Nick blimped it. <laughs> He's just standing there. Anyway, now, um, and also as well, because you're Amber, breaks her fucking thing. So now it's just... Your man James has made a shit heart out of ice. And I'm watching this and I'm like, this is fucking awful. Why would I want to watch someone make a shit ice sculpture? That's not interesting. The chat's not interesting. Rob Delaney, unfortunately, is not on the pocket. And it's not down to him. I'm sure they had written the script. Whoever is... There's just the polish. The polish is on the clamshell. It's not on the final product here. I'm not having a go. I am having a go. But I really like Rob Delaney and I really hope he doesn't hear this. Um... Now the beaver and the leopard are shooting guns and of course the woman who is dressed as a cat in a leather jacket who sings at the drop of a hat is good at shooting a gun. She's insane and I love it. Uh, now they have some champers um, and also Amber wouldn't kiss him. He was like, I wouldn't mind trying to kiss you with these beaver teeth. What do you think? And Amber is a pixie. He's like, oh, maybe without the teeth and she doesn't kiss him. Then he tries the same move on Alexis and Alexis goes for the beaver kiss and then he gives her a high five and she's like, that was lame, the high five, but I'm glad he kissed me. Um, then he's going to pick, pick his woman and literally he had a... Not much chat with the leopard. He had loads of chat with Amber over the whole thing. They had this big connection. They were getting on brand new. He said he, he, you know, he felt like she was the perfect woman for him. But she didn't kiss him, so he picks fucking Alexis. He picks the leopard, who he had very little in common with. Um, and uh, and yeah, and then and then we and then uh, literally like that's just it. He's like, oh, there was a lot more romance. Like this dude literally is just thinking with his fucking schlong. you know, big with big bee, with his big flat beaver tail. That's what he's thinking with. Um, and he's a good-looking dude. He's kind of got a cyborg thing going on. Um, Amber is also a hot woman. You know, and I think she's uh, she kind of seems like more kind of his type, more kind of like smooth skin, you know. I mean, they're both black, but I don't think that's, that's not the kind of thing that I'm saying, you know. Um, I just think they had more of a connection. Um, and uh, Alexis reveals herself, not what I was expecting. I kind of thought she'd be blonde, um, but she's not. Um, anyway, they go, they meet up. She's like, oh, my God, you're so hot. Um, and she's like, they're outside. And he's got the suit jacket on. And, and he's like, she's she's shaking. And he goes, oh, well, here. And he takes his jacket off, drops it on the floor, and shows off his fucking arms. <laughs> he's like, here you go. He starts showing off his fucking guns. And she's like, I really thought he was going to put the jacket on me. He's like, yeah, we all did. And that's the end of episode two. Anyway, episode three, this is the only episode I'd recommend watching. Maybe this in episode five. Um, And I've been talking for ages now. I'm going to speak a bit faster. The name of this woman... In this, um, she's a panda, and she's been using a lot of the promo because she's fucking wild. Her name is Carousel, K-A-R-I-S-E-L-L-E, and she's a party motivator. She goes to a party to start a party. She's a sort of whack job that I easily could have uh, uh, ended up with. Um, um, She said she met a psychic who said that in November, when she was 24, she's going to meet the love of her life, and that apparently has come to fruition now. She's making it very clear that she wants to get married. Then we meet Ethan. He's a tin man. He says, uh, I can hold my breath for four minutes. Uh, it reminds me of that Tom Cruise video. I don't know if you've ever seen those, you know, most frequent questions, Google questions asked about someone, and then they reveal the things with a little bit of cardboard. Um, but watch the Tom Cruise one. And it's like, um, it's like, uh, can you hold your breath for six minutes? <laughs> yes. Yes, I can. Um, Is it true Tom Cruise can fly a helicopter? Again, true. Yes, I can. And it's literally listing all, and he's just smug. But he's not smug. He's m- humble. Sorry. But he's, um, it's yeah, <laughs> he's not smug at all. But it's just like, yes, I I am able to fly a rocket. It's, it's very funny. I highly recommend you watch it. But anyway, this guy is saying, um, he's like, I can hold my breath for four minutes. I know more stuff about dolphins that will blow your mind. And I'm like, I don't know if that's a sentence, but I do want to hear about it. Um, then you got Tyler. He's an alien. He says, I might not be the most handsome person in the room, but I got a great personality. I'm like, dude, you need to fucking rein that shit in. I started barking at him. I heard myself talking there. And I'm like, you fucking prick, you need to fucking rein that shit in. You're, everyone looks, you're at the fucking level playing field here. Don't be a dick, don't spoil it. And then you got Josh, he's a bull. Uh, he says he's introverted. He wants someone outgoing, someone who matches his nerdiness because he loves Marvel and Star Wars. That's fucking mainstream, bro. Talk to me about Dune before it comes out. Talk to me about David Gemmell. Not that I'm into it, my wife's into it. I'm, I'm. I don't be talking about the fucking main. Well, that's the thing. All the stuff that I'm into now is mainstream. It's not nerdy anymore. Um, and then he goes. Um, Tyler goes. So where are you from? Let me guess. The zoo. <laughs> and she goes. All right, Dad. And I'm like, Yeah, that's exactly what I deserved. Tin Man. He goes. My friends call me the real life Aquaman. I can hold my breath for four minutes. And I thought Carousel would find that interesting. And she goes, Why? And he's like, Oh I'd like diving. I'm like, why do you want to hold your breath? You know do you. She doesn't get it at all. And I was like, that's a, nice, that's a total curveball because I would totally brag about that myself. I'm like, shit. Um, then the Tin Man asks, how would your friends describe you? And she goes, um, people, my friends would describe me as the, I, believe I, ca- I can't believe she just did that girl. Uh, a lunatic, crazy, crazy person, psychopath. And he goes, why psychopath? <laughs> why psychopath? And she goes, check my search history. And he's genuinely concerned. Um, Tin man as well. She then starts throwing questions at him after she calls herself a psychopath. She says, when do you want kids? He says, 28. And she goes, 28. I want to get knocked up tomorrow. And he's like, oh, my God, tomorrow. Uh, and he's a bit scared. The bull. Uh, he, he she's like, um, are there any bitches in your fucking DMs? And he goes, no, I don't have any exes. And she's like, that's really hot. That's a good sign. I'm like, that's insane. This is insane. She goes, no exes. That's a good sign. Uh, The alien says, um, the panda asks, have you ever had a threesome? He says, I had a three-way kiss before, which I was like, fucking lame. But I haven't had that. So I can't really throw stones or lasers or whatever they do in space. Um, The bull says, um, okay, she says to the bull, what if I just said, fuck me in this panda mask? So this this is the caliber this show can go. And yet everything else is very tame. So it's like literally like, you know. There's, she says, bits about blowies and stuff later on. She makes it very clear that she's mad, a matter for sex, right? Or at least talks about it quite a lot. Um, but everything else is just so conservative around that. And I'm like, why? Well, I don't know what this is. Um, the, you know. Then she's freaking out. She's like, I don't know how to pick. What if I choose the wrong husband? She says. She's insane. Um, she goes, Ethan, I love how genuine you are. Um, we just have too little in common. Tyler, you are my type to a T, but you're too much of a ladies' man. This is the guy who says he's unattractive. Josh the Bull, I love that you're a nerd with no hose. That's it. She's insane. Uh, Ethan gets voted out, and he jumps for joy. He literally um, jumps for joy. Uh, he dances around, and he's like, yes. She doesn't like that at all. And then they were like, why are you jumping? He goes, she literally described herself as a psychopath. She literally said the word psychopath. <laughs> anyway, um, he comes out, and he's a fairly smoldering guy. And uh, she's into it. And she says a very weird compliment. She says, I'd let him leave his tongue in my mouth. <laughs> you know? Um, and I personally think she picked two losers. I like Ethan. You know? Um, so then she chatting to Tyler. And she's like, "Who's what's the perfect man? Tyler's the alien. They go to an axe-throwing game. She's an alien and a panda are, pl- are throwing axes. Um, which should look more interesting than it is. Um, and she goes, what's the perfect man? He um, She goes, He goes, what's the perfect man? She goes, sense of humor. And he goes, well, I must be the most perfect type. And she goes, you fucking suck, bro. Like, your jokes are shit. She doesn't say it like that. She says it in a nicer way. She's like, yeah, with all those dad jokes. Um, And he goes, what's the worst date you've ever been on? What's your worst date story? And um, she goes, a guy asked me to pee on him. And then she says, what about you? And um, he says, "Uh, I matched with a girl who didn't look anything like her photos. And she's like, a guy fucking peed on me. I need something better than that. Um... Then he goes, I hit the bullseye and how about, how about we have a wager? I hit the bullseye, you do something for me. And it's like wow, this is pretty hot. He's like laying in the launch." He's like, Alright, what what's the wager? And he goes, If I hit this bullseye, then maybe, sometime, maybe, you go on a date with me again. Maybe, sometime. And I would have been like, Bro, you gotta be like, I hit this bullseye, you fucking give me that pound of kiss. Pretend my lips are like the bamboo, bitch. No, I'm not, I wouldn't say bitch. Um, I'd say, I'd pretend my lips are fucking bamboo. I guess I guess you know, as uh, what I would have been like if I hit the bullseye. Um, but he's like, maybe, maybe like a day, you know. Um, anyway, um, they both hit the bullseye. She says it's the best connection she's ever had in years, the best date he's ever had in years. I think the guy's born as shit. And she goes, Tyler is my potential husband, but if Josh shows me everything, then he's the guy. So here we go. Josh and her go to the zoo. It's lame. He's lame. It's a shit date she he can't talk his power is lame as fuck um you know she says he's like i know that you're blonde with big eyebrows she goes why would i be i'm an italian from jersey um and she says i want to have babies before i'm 26 do you have health insurance he says yes she goes yes and then she's like i really like josh (laughs) you know uh, he's predictable i need predictable you know um it's a shit day. It's a shit scene. It's a complete waste of time. And then she goes, "I want my future husband to be uh, Tyler, the alien," and he's delighted. They get up, they jump. Uh, Josh, to be fair, uh, is actually does actually look all right. He reveals his face. He is much better looking than uh, than I thought he was going to be. You know, he is he is actually a hot nerd. Um, but then she starts fucking crying of a broken heart. She starts crying. She's like, I even though I'm getting to meet my perfect man and marry, I still feel like I'm gonna die of a broken heart. Um, then she reveals herself, and she's actually unreal. <laughs> She's—I mean, she's insane. But she's actually—I uh, I thought, I thought that that crazy had to make up for something else. Um, but she's a, she's a, you know, she's a traditional bombshell. You know, she's the sort of girl that Terry seems to think that I go for <laughs> all the time. Um, And then Tyler reveals himself, and he's the hottest guy he's ever been on the show. He's such a hot guy. He's a specimen. He's a good-looking dude. I can't believe he was so neggy on himself in this competition. He's a good-looking guy. Anyway, episode four we got Ibrahim he's a wolf he's a dancer and graffiti artist from New York and London sounds like a made up fantasy man then you got Bella she's a dinosaur she's a model she's a motivational speaker um, she speaks very like this the Queen's English she seems to be very uncomfortable with the fact she can't lean on her beauty uh, for this and she says people approach her based on her looks quite a lot then you got Gabby who's a fucking owl mate with the worst costume ever honestly it looks like someone went to the news agents to grab one of those shit witch masks and stuck a load of fucking feathers on it looks awful then you got Carissa, she is a troll, she looks like a rotten witch, she is a life coach. And you know what, I I feel like the people who who are dressed up as kind of like pseudo-humans, people who have kind of humanoid attributes, uh, is not a good idea. You know, it's the whole uncanny valley thing, you know. It's either a hot Mickey Mouse, which is completely different, or Minnie Mouse, or, you know, Tintin, from the, uh, you know, the CGI Tintin. You're like, oh, that actually looks too much like a human and it's too weird. But if it's like a full elephant costume, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Anyway, they're in London again. We we brought them to London. You're in London. Stop saying it. Anyway, the dinosaur says, um, uh, I love your face. Um, She's uh, so, um, uh, your man is mad into her. Ibrahim's mad into her. She, she's so energetic. He keeps saying, so energetic, this bird. Um, The owl says she does the thing where she does like a tequila shot uh, every 30 minutes. And he goes, you should do every 30 seconds. And she's like, i die. Then the troll is like, what inspires me the most, this is going to sound kind of corny, but, it's the world thriving. It just lights me up and everything just becomes a big dance party. Do you know what I mean? I'm like, what the fuck does that mean? And he goes, that damn, that's awesome. But to be fair, if I was across from a troll uh, and it was being recorded, I'd be like, that's the most amazing thing. Like, yes. And I'd be like trying to finish a dance party. Me too. The world's thriving and it lights me up and like a dance party. Oh, my God. <laughs> I would so I'd be such a sycophant um, and he seems like a really cool dude he seems like a really cool dude he's you know he's he's just vibing in general the owl says what's your policy on dogs in the bed and he's like that's a no no and she's like oh my god I'm out of here she likes dogs in the bed um, and I tell you if she was across from me and she's like what's your policy on dog dogs in the bed I'd be like bitches only um, female dogs I'd say I don't want men I want any men humping men dogs humping me Um, he's a cool dude. He's vibing with whatever they're throwing at him. He's a cool dude. Yeah, he seems super chill. Like, I'd like to hang out with him. I'd say he'd get me to do whatever he wants because of his laid-back attitude. Um, he says goodbye to Carissa. And I tell you, that's every humanoid person so far has been voted off. I think that's... I need to keep that in mind. You can't just make it look kind of human, but an ugly human. It has to be an actual monster, something completely different that we're not used to seeing. Um, she was, um... She was going too broadly deep. Do you know what I mean? Like, you know, um... And, um... And we see her, and uh, Chris is she's she's all right, you know. She's got a big smile, but she seems to be holding the same face. She doesn't seem to know how to change her face. She looks like that Australian breakdancer lady from the memes. She got the same face, and she just goes the same weird dance. She doesn't seem to have some sort of flow, you know. You can't be asking weird fucking in deep depth questions and have no flow. Do you know what I mean? Um, and when she walks out, Ibrahim gives her a wolf hell because he's dressed as a wolf, and she goes, "I was delighted with wolf hell." Uh, then they go gin tasting, and uh, gin makes me sad. Uh, classically, so I, I this would be an awful date for me. You know, I'd be chatting heaps of shy. I'm like, when did you know that your parents are not as perfect as you thought they were? <laughs> you know, when did you actually just realize that? You know, <laughs> a little bit, but they're having a good connection. They're picking, uh, it looks like a pretty good date. They're picking ingredients to make their own gin. You know, I would probably, I'd actually even enjoy it, even if I left crying. He asks her to dance, and she does a fairly conservative kind of hip thing. It actually doesn't, it look, doesn't look bad. But then he, an alleged professional dancer, does a dance and it's shite. All he does is like hump, like the full Monty, look shite. Um, but it seems like a fun date. They seem like they had a good time. Uh, he's going on a date with the dinosaur now and they're going to a life drawing class. They're drawing a lad in the nip. And um, I'd love to go on a date like this. I'd love to go on a date like this and just like, just draw like a fucking, like, you know, draw the lad, but like, we're like a fanny, you know, and, be, and act like. I was like, what are you talking about? That's what I see. you know that's what I see Uh, her pattern is really weak she keeps asking big questions loud like someone told her that's how a personality is Um, and it doesn't it doesn't seem to be gelling Um, and they show the drawing of it and it's awful the life drawing thing like it's shite they didn't even finish the drawing your man went to the ice sculpting thing he didn't make the clamshell they go on the drawing thing they didn't even draw the thing do you know what I mean it looks shite this is shite TV I was getting really angry like this is three hours of my life we're watching this and recording this. Wasted. It's a shite show. <laughs> anyway, moving on. Um, then, anyway, he goes boring, boring, boring. Uh, he goes with Gabby, which makes sense. We see him, uh, and it's revealed that he's a hot guy, kind of a you know a bit skinny, but you know good style, clean, good hairdo, handsome face, striking features. Um, then we see Bella in the dinosaur suit. She's a proper model. She's very attractive. She's a stunner, uh, which is boring. It's boring. I mean, of course you could already see her body, and then everyone's being revealed. They're all ha. Oh, there's no, there's no, like, you don't even get the tension of someone not fully liking what they decide. Everyone's happy. It's boring. It's so boring. Um, Gabby's also stunning. Boring. Uh, but then she says to Ibrahim, after he lets fucking Heidi Klum walk out, that she thinks it's more of a friend vibe. Imagine that. Watching a literal six foot tall blonde model looks like fucking Heidi Klum walk out, and then the one you pick is like, I actually wasn't really vibing. Anyway, episode five. Let's move on. We got Nina. She's a fucking dolphin mate. She wants a cowboy. Maybe she's looking for a fun guy. Fung <laughs> Dolphin. Anyway, the dolphin looks ugly, 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 rotten. Awful. Then there's a rhino who kinda looks like Spike from Buffy. Um, that's the kind of vibes. He says he's a techno prince, warrior, poet, monkey man, spiritual cowboy here to liberate humankind. And he is a holistic health practitioner who practices sex kung fu. I know now this is a man who could get me to do anything. He is a douche, but he would just say things. And I'd be like, I suppose I don't really need money. (laughs) I suppose I don't really need money anymore. I suppose all I do need is a sacred plant of ayahuasca. Um, then you got Dominic, he's a praying mantis, but he's got eyes on his head, and his nose is coming out of the costume, in the, in the, of the his eyes are coming out of the nose, rather, where his nose should be. So he's got four eyes, like me. Um, he's got eyes where his nose should be, I have written here twice. Um, he's a London model, he says, my personality is elite, I will party even if I have a limp. So there you are, anyone with a disability. Um, Dustin is a scarecrow cowboy from Texas. He rides horses. He shoots guns. Please do not mix up that order. <laughs> that is something I added. Um, I have my country boy charm and a smile and a fucking plant pot on my fucking head because I'm a scarecrow. And he goes, we sent Nina to London. Is this a joke? The show's in London. I don't like it. Scarecrow, um... She spots the boots. She's like, oh, my God, this guy is my guy on paper. He's perfect. Look at his boots. And he goes, yeah, we like to blow stuff up. And he's like, oh, my God, I love this guy. She's really into it. Um, and then you got Rhino. He's like, you got to have the yin. And then a big, long movement, swirly hand. But you got to have the yang, too. That's his. It's like someone doing an impression of someone new agey. It's like someone in an improv level one class being, you got to have the yang. But it's working for her. Mantis is like, I lost my confidence in middle school, but now I miss the confidence. Rhino was like, says, when I wake up, I make sure I practice uh, sex kung fu. And she goes, I really want to know about that. And he goes, it's amazing. And he goes, to me, vulnerability is our biggest muscle. And I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to see. This guy could get me to do anything. He could say, you know, I need to spiritually put my finger in your ass. You know, your asshole is the gateway to spiritual freedom. And I'm going to help you get there with my Lewis. My finger's a Lewis, you just need to let it in. sign <laughs> You know? Um anyway, the cowboy scare uh, scarecrow has fuck all to say he's blown it. He's like a scarecrow in the wind blowing away. Um then uh Rhino makes a shit joke. He says, What do the elephants say to the naked man? How can you breed with that thing? She doesn't get it. He says, his wiener, she laughs. Um, and then he's like, I was vibing very much so. He's a fucking psychopath. Um, she gives her critiques of the lads. She goes, Dustin, you're a cowboy, but there's a veil between us. Mantis, you mentioned partying and traveling, and I don't fit into that. Then she says, Rhino, you are the same spiritually to me, but I don't want to get in the way of your journey for self-discovery. Like, literally, she's going on one day, but whatever. Um, she doesn't go with the cowboy she sends him home and I'm like oh my god she just sent away the hunk of all hunks turns out he looks like fucking white Corbin Bell from High School Musical he's got a big fucking cabbage patch head he's got a stupid cabbage patch head not having to go Um, and he and then she's like then to try and show him a picture of her and he goes I don't need to see it I don't need to see what I'm missing out on and I'm like that's pretty cool anyway Mantis goes on goes bowling with her he tries to let her win but she's shy So he starts looking infirm, (laughs) trying to let her win because he's trying to be worse than her. Um, And then she goes, you know what I've always wanted to see? Someone slide down the alley. I've always wanted to see someone do that. And he's like, oh, well, look, if if I'm going to do that and ruin my shirt, you better go on another day with me. And it's like, what the fuck? And so he runs down, does a shite, blimps it. it doesn't look good, you know. Then she does it. It doesn't look good either. I don't think they waxed the uh, the bowling alleys properly. She goes on a date with a rhino. Um, they ride a horse and carriage. Um, through the um, through some English country town. Uh, the horse is probably fucking freaked. It's like a fucking dolphin and a rhino behind me. He's like, oh, he freaked out. Um. And then he starts saying shit like this. Again, this sort of stuff that like is so cringe, but whatever. You catch me in the right mood. I can, you, you can get me to do anything. He says, how does it feel to right now have nothing else speaking for you other than your heart? Like they're literally talking about nothing. And they're talking about nothing. They're talking about nothing the whole, the whole trip. Um, he does some weird awful improv but he doesn't seem self-conscious about it and then he goes let's meditate and he goes ah, ah. and it's honestly like someone doing an impression of a new age a douche anyway he gets the vote <laughs> she likes that she wins um, Dom reveals himself he looks like a little Nas X he's a little cutie um, and then they meet up and she's hot as well she's not bad I'm not I'm my type she's alright um, and then uh, he says I just want to tell you something before I go bruv and he takes out sunglasses and puts them on, and he goes, "My future is so bright, I wear sunglasses at night." And then he just leaves, you know. And he actually seems like super grounded and cool before that. And Rob Delaney doesn't even say anything about it. You know what I mean? You got to fucking hop on top of these, and then you got fucking Spike the Rhino who comes out, and he's gonna a hot mop top guy. And he goes, "I can feel your heart opening," he says, and they absolutely fucking laps the tongue off this chap. They fucking scored a hole off of each other. And then he says, I might be wrapped up in the body of a cute spiritual cowboy, but inside I'm a beast. This guy has literal skeletons and bodies under his rug. Episode six, we got a guy called Kalichu. Bless you. He's a cock doctor from Knoxville in that he's a doctor dressed as a rooster. He's got two bollocks hanging off his chin and a big old pussy on his head. They did not make him not look like a pussy in balls. Lily is a kind of fortune teller thing. She's like a little wench. Uh, she's a model. Um, she's already I know she's going to get the job. She's not going to get picked because she looks like a human, an ugly human. Then you got Cassie, who's a fucking frog from Toronto, mate, and they didn't give her hair. She also might not get the, the vote. She doesn't have hair. And then you got Martha, who's a hot deer. Um, and she goes, I'm nuts. And I like somebody who doesn't cheat. And I hate drama, I'm assuming she might say. Um, she actually does seem supernatural. Cassie went to Cornell with Andy Bernard. He's impressed by that. Uh, He's mad into first-person shooter games. And and you're one. uh, Martha's like, what's a first-person shooter? (laughs) I think. That's what I've written down. I don't remember her being scouse. The deer says um, she she accidentally boarded a plane to Philly. She did a Kevin McAllister. This was definitely pre-9-11, so she must have been very young. The frog is a bit too honest on this date. The frog is saying she hasn't dated in about two years and he gets scared. Um, they should have given her hair. You know, the other two had lovely hair. Um and, um, and she's like, it's great to be back in the game. And I'm like, you're being too honest? You're being a little bit too honest? Don't tell anyone that, poor girl. Keep that in there. You know, tell him later. Just tell him later. Go in there and tell every good thing about you. That's not a lie. And then later... Not saying that vulnerability is not the biggest muscle in the world, but um just later. Anyway, the vote. Um he says, Lily, is this a friendship? Cassie, are we on the same vibe? Martha, are you really looking for a connection? And he sends Cassie home. Saw it coming, it was the bald head. Bald fucking frog head on her. Um then Kalechi and the deer go wine tasting and they go for a swirl, a sniff, and a swig, and she loves it. They're looking out and they're like looking at the London skyline. They're in London again, by the way. They're looking at the London skyline and they're acting like, oh, that one is the She's, like, telling it like it's the stars. She's like, that's the, you know, the fucking shard, and that's the gherkin, you know? And he's loving it, you know? And he's like, now, gherkin, I thought that was, like, a croissant. And she goes, no, like, a gherkin is a kind of, it's a, I suppose it's going to sound really rude, but it's a long green pickled thing. It's a fucking pickle. Just say pickle. Um, she plays with the balls on his chin for a while, and she does an impression of a bird, and he laps it up. Um. now the witch who they made I suppose look okay they did give her cheekbones to be fair they go to the driving range um, or sorry they go driving range rovers and it's a slow as fuck day it looks really boring then they drink some tea like who's going to win here do you know what I mean a- aside from her dressed up as an actual wench and the other one's like a hot deer with like long hair like who's going to win here you've gone, you gone to London to go wine tasting get sloshed sit on a balcony stare out in the sky or go to a- the country to drive range rovers as slow as possible that's on purpose and then they drink some tea like who's going to win? Very boring, 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 boring. Anyway, the finale um so anyway, Kalechi um decides to go with uh with Lily the deer, obviously, and he is an absolute soot. He's a hot dude, he's a very stunning man. Lily is also stunning. Um and and the witch is okay. And the witch is okay. But look, they're all hot. Boring, boring, boring. Look, this is what you should have done, okay? You should have had it being like they have to act like the animal. She has to act like a deer. And it has to be something being like, is there a connection with animals? Can you make animals come together? Like, what animals could you actually pair off together? If you could splice DNA between species, what would be the best pairing? You know, something weird like that. What you have here is boring dates. Like, I wouldn't want to even go on most of these dates with boring people. And then... They just reveal to be hot and maybe they kiss. Nothing salacious, nothing interesting and not particularly funny. I give the show two stars out of five. I would watch episode three and I would watch episode five. And that was my review. I wish it was better. But don't worry, in an upcoming episode of Sexy Beasts, me and my good pal Mark Jago are going to look at the species that all dated in this. What would a frog man actually do if they were dating um, an actual chicken? Do you know what I mean? We're going to look at mythological uh, figures, pair them off perfectly, and treat this show the way it was meant to be treated. So do look for that in the future. And I want to thank you for listening to this. Uh, And I want to thank the sponsors of this week's podcast, the Dubliner Irish Whiskey. Thank you very much. You can check them out at Dubliner Whiskey on all the socials or the DLD.com. Uh, if you need to pick up a nice little tip we'll make yourself a highball For the uh, Tokyo uh, Summer Olympics um, And if you like this pod And you want to hear more of this pod um, You can do so over on Patreon.com And just type in Tony Campbell And you can find me over there For the price of a pint a month 5 euro uh, You can get access to a new episode Every single week on Friday You will also get If there's any gigs to come up Which hopefully there will be Extra gigs You will get first dibs on those Um, uh, you will get first dibs on merch. You will get first dibs on everything. You will be my Medici, a a patron of the arts in helping me do this. But if you can't do that, no problem at all. You can of course still listen to this pod. This will always be free, thanks of course to the sponsorship. But look, I will, uh, I will see you next week. I will see you next next week here on Tuesday, over on the main feed, or over this week on Friday on the Patreon page. Enjoy the heat. All the best. Bye bye.